Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Rewrites and Reboots podcast, where we look at bad movies and ask the ultimate question. Can this be fixed with rewrites, or is it so bad that only a full reboot can save the day? Now today, we're going to be doing things a little bit different. Today, we have a special guest with us. Today, we have our friend Devin. Say hello, Devin. Hey, what's good? And as always, my name is Richard. And and I'm Robert. Alright, and so today, we're going to be looking at the 2018-17, excuse me, 2017 Will Smith Classic. <laughs> Did you just say Will Smith Classic, bro? <laughs> yeah. Nah, don't do that. We're not doing that, dude. Don't do that to poor Will. He's got so many goods. He's got so many good movies. You can't do that to him. That actually hurt my soul a little bit. Alright, like we're that. looking at the Will's... Will Smith stinker. There you go. Netflix's bright. <laughs> Classic. So, where do we begin? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, what we should talk about is what we found wrong with this movie before we get into fixing it. Yeah, I agree. And so, I think the first thing we have to address is obviously. The blatant racism of the sh- of the movie. Mm-hmm. It did listen in synopsis is going to talk about like the interspecies tension and shit, but like they didn't really like dive into it as much as I thought they would. Yeah, they 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 give you this whole thing of a world where the orcs are kind of black people in America kind of thing, where police are beating the shit out of them and everybody thinks they're criminals and blah blah blah. And then they spend the entire movie not changing that. They give you one orc that they make into what white people usually refer to, or racist white people refer to, one of the good ones. Mm -hmm. You know, you look at the black kid that's doing well in school. Well, he's one of the good ones. That's what the cop, Jacoby, is in this uh, thing. He's one of the good ones. And they treat that as that's a good thing to have. Instead of, hey, maybe let's find, you know, stuff that justifies the orcs as not evil creatures. Yeah, this movie definitely has this weird thing of trying to, like, be, like, politically hip, right? But not really. Like, it's like, we're going to tackle racism in a supernatural way. And you're like, I mean, I'm okay with that. Let's let's yeah, do it. No. And then yeah. it's like, hey, let's fall on every stereotype there is when it comes to racism. And let that be somehow a good thing for our characters. Like you said, one of the good ones, right? Mm-hmm. It's There's so many bad things about it. It it's gives you so much hope in the first, like, 20 minutes of this film. Like, it's not a bad movie through most of the first act. It sets up a lot of interesting things. It sets up this world where orcs are a representation of black people. Elves are sort of like the the one percenters, Mm. right? You have the humans that are somewhere in the middle, and they have a hatred of both elves and orcs, right? They're just multiracial. Another thing I liked about it, too, was like Jacoby was being treated differently by the other orcs for being, quote-unquote, the good one, you know? Like, hit with the humans and shit. Yeah, and and that worked. That was understandable because he's supposed to be the first orc to ever become a police officer. And in a world where you are the oppressed minority within the the society, one of yours joining the other side, right, would make you mad. I mean, that happens with a lot of people today. You have a lot of people who, you know, in today's world who are a black police officer who gets called out all the time about why aren't you with us and this and yeah, that other and you're like, like i'm just like, doing my job he's like he's like the uncle tom of works in a way or at least that's how they treat him yeah that's that's how they treat him yeah. so like i said the movie in the first act the first 20 minutes or so sets up all these interesting elements we have you know we set up interesting creatures we set up an interesting world we set up sort of this dynamic between will smith and uh, the Jacoby. orc cop, yeah, Jacoby. Jacoby, mm-hmm. like we have this whole thing there, and then it forgets all that within like the next second act into the third. It completely drops all that. Yeah, once you know? once it becomes the one plot, J.K. Rowling plot. Yeah, then it then it just wants to be the second purge movie, 
which is, hey, we're in a city trying to kill us, let's get the fuck out of here. And it does not really explore the racism and stuff that it set up. It's just like, oh, racism? Well, it's just a background noise. It paints the picture of the city, but then we're not going to stay in that painting. We've gone on to another painting. Yeah, which is sad, because the way they set it up, the city itself almost was a character in the movie. It's set up as if it is the silent character that perpetrates through everything, mm-hmm. right? The city is alive. The, the corruption is alive. The, the blatant racism is alive and well. The city is, is, starts off as a real good representation or a, almost a reflection of society today. Right, this movie for me, in those first few minutes, gave me hope. You know, granted, this isn't the first time I've seen it, but when I first watched it, it gave me hope with those early on scenes that we were going to get this real interesting sort of retrospective, you know, look at our world of today and paint it with the supernatural thing, right, in a really interesting way. Especially since when this movie came out, it was only a year after, you know, like Ferguson. Right? Missouri. I think it was two years. But yeah, it was right after the Black Lives Matter movement had blown up on the scene. And for this movie to be so tone deaf about that situation and to, I mean, almost slap that shit right in its face. Yeah, they absolutely did early on in a scene where uh, Will Smith goes uh, to... you know, get rid of a uh, fairy that's messing around with like a bird feeder or something, and he's going back and forth with like his gangster neighbors, which really didn't make no sense for for a cop to be living in that kind of a neighborhood. That is right, yeah, and then yeah, it has it where he finally beats this fairy and then looks at him and is like, you know, fairy lives don't matter, and you're like, wait, what? What kind of statement is that? Yeah, I think they were just trying to with the comedy. For real. They're trying to be uh, edgy. I felt like it was the wrong time and the wrong yeah, it wasn't, actor it wasn't, really it was to do that soon. edge. It was too soon. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on. And, you know, it could have told a really interesting story. Um, and then, like I said, by the by midway through the second act, all, that's, all the life that was in the city is drained away to the secondary plot of magical wands, which aren't even given a proper, like, supernatural name. They're just the magic wand. Hey, yo, it's that wand, bro. Yeah, and it's like, the really? You wand. built this very unique world that has all these deeper elements that we've just started to yeah. get to, and then it's like you thought the audience was too stupid to have the wands be anything other than magic wand. Hey, yo, I got a question, though. Okay. This is a complaint. You know how, like, in the second act, you had, like, the Latinos... Like, the Latino game. They were trying to get the wand. Yeah, with poison. Yeah, but, like, the thing is, they can't even touch the wand to begin with. Well, I mean, that was the same thing with the cops, where it's like, you know, only a bright can do it, but you don't know until you touch the wand. So until you touch the wand, you're not going to be sure one way or another, right? Well, there's another thing that I noticed, right, is the villain of the whole thing, the assassin that owns the wand, right? You you can't touch the wand with your bare hands unless you're bright. She's wearing gloves the whole time mm. when she touches the wand. So maybe there's some sort of thing where if you're wearing gloves, you can still use it to a, maybe a lesser extent or something. And maybe that's something that's not well known. But I just noticed that she, throughout the whole movie, you never see her without gloves on. She is grabbing the wand and using the wand with gloves. Hmm. But I did you, not but, notice that. But everybody else could carry the wand in a bag. They could, well, like, the the one cop was able to wear gloves, pick the wand up and everything, and hold it and put it in Jacoby's bag. Like, all the, you can touch the wand as long as it doesn't touch your bare skin. And then, like I said, the villain the whole time is wearing gloves. So, how did she use the wand... And is it possible that a non-bright could use the wand? Because remember, the other girl, Tika, I think mm-hmm. was her name? Yeah, yeah. She's she's the actual bright. Yeah. Right? She's the one that actually uses the wand for the most part until the very end. So may and 
and something else too, you know, the villain of the story tried to kill Tika for and we never got a real reason why. I wonder if that may be the reason why. The wand was Tika's. This the villain wanted the wand and wanted to keep Tika from taking or having the ability to claim the wand at all by killing her. Yeah, they really don't explore that at all. What really, other than the villain's motive is raising up the Dark Lord and this, that, other. But they don't give a reason why the girl flipped or anything. They don't give anything there. Not to mention, when it comes to any sort of world building in which you're going to have magic, you have to have a clear understanding of the rules of magic, or at least a basic clear picture of how it works within this world because then everything you do anything's possible because you haven't self set up boundaries right look at anything look at freaking harry potter right for all its nonsense and stuff that doesn't make sense it has a very straightforward magic system right yeah it's clear cut right how it works i mean have right? a school for it so. you know while it's not magic, it works off the same principle. You know, uh, Avatar The Last Airbender with bending, right? Those are clear-cut yeah. rules on how that works in relation to the rest of the world. In this movie, magic was just the MacGuffin for everything, right? It just works for everything, and that bothered me a lot. And even, like, throughout this entire movie, we still didn't get a chance to see the Dark Lord. That would bum me most. I mean, I can feel that, too, because it felt like he's pretty hyped up all throughout this. Yeah. And then we kind of don't even do anything See, with it. See, when we get, like, a scene, like, he's, like, almost risen, about to fuck shit up, I'm like, where he at, though? I, I think part of it, I think part of it is that they were planning on this becoming more, right? Because mm -hmm. you kind of get that feeling that there's more to it. And it never, and obviously because of how shit they handled this movie, we didn't get any more. Because if I remember correctly, when this movie came out, there the director before it all came out was wanting to, um, he was pushing for either like a a bright TV series or a bright movie series. Right. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I think Will Smith at the time was supposed to be signing to like a three movie deal. It wasn't specified that it was going to be bright, but at one time I think Will Smith was supposed to do multiple things with Netflix. Um, you know, so that was kind of a uh, a a big thing. Was Will Smith was supposed to be now Netflix's new, you know, big shot. But it didn't pan out. But the thing about that, though, is if you thought you were going to be able to do more of it, then you wouldn't have rushed this. You would have gone, okay, Netflix is saying, hey, we're going to let you do multiples. Then let's it breathe, right? Mm-hmm. You know, granted, you have two hours to work with, but that's, I mean, that's a lot of time for most movies. Most movies are only, you know, 90 minutes or so, right? That's an average. So if you've got a full two hours to work with, You've got plenty of time to set it up, plenty of time to build the world, plenty of time to establish the magic system, and plenty enough time to build that relationship between Will Smith and his orc partner. I think you were talking about Avatar, The Last Airbender. They pretty much set their magic system up in the first episode, and that's a 30-minute show, right? Mm -hmm. They explain how all of them bend and whatnot within just... A couple of seconds you could have explained all of magic in a two hour i mean you could have done the history of their fucking magic in two hours and still pulled off a buddy cop movie yeah and see that was the thing like you know for me um this movie it is a rewrite because obviously i don't think you can replace will smith i think he works will smith as an actor knowing what he's capable of is too good to pass up in this movie. So the one thing that I don't like is that this was Will Smith when Will Smith was Serious Smith, right? He wasn't like he was in Men in Black, Wild Wild West, or Fresh Prince Will Smith errors, right? Mm -hmm. Where he was the fun-loving. This is Serious Smith. This is Bad Boy Smith. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it just... 
I, I, I hate that Will Smith because it's just, it's born Smith. I, at this point in time, I honestly could have, we, we could have replaced him. I mean, you could have gotten Michael B. Jordan to fucking been in this movie. He was, this was right before he did um, uh, Black Panther, but I think it was right after Creed. Right. Also around the same time, I think, as uh, Fantastic Four that he was in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He was already putting his his chops in. If you wanted somebody to not be Will Smith, Born Smith, and you wanted somebody that could be more like the Fresh Prince Will Smith, you could have put Michael B. Jordan in here. But, yeah, you could have... Well, and if you wanted... Well, I, mean, I don't think Michael B. Jordan would work because of how young he is. Uh, because the whole premise of Will Smith's character is he's sort of a, uh, oh, a veteran cop who's yeah. near a pension and everything. So if you were going to replace him with somebody not Will Smith, you know, at that point, you either go a serious actor or you go a comedic actor, right? Yeah. So if you went serious, you'd go like uh, the guy from Thor as well as Luther, right? You'd put him in it, right? He would have worked. Uh, I can't believe I'm blanking on his name either. That makes me mad. I was going to say, uh, you kind of get a snippet of comedic Will Smith towards the end, and I kind of wish that was the entire movie. Yeah, because that was the big thing. Is like, if we were going to rewrite this, um, for me, I think that Will Smith can work if we have Will Smith be, Will you Smith. know, Will Smith, yeah. not Serious Smith, not, bad not Boring Smith, as you put yeah. it. So, I mean, if you had gone with more of... Um, like I had pointed to you while we were watching it, if we'd gone more like Rush Hour meets, you know, Crazy Magic World with Will Smith, Ooh, could we get Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker in there, man? Yeah, yeah, Chris Tucker would have worked great in amazing. here too. Yeah, because Chris Tucker is still Chris Tucker even Jacobi. now. Jacobi. Yeah. that would have been great. Oh now my that you're god! About it, I Jacobi. think that I don't know. Man. I would have. I would have <laughs> loved that. I would have dropped Will Smith in a heartbeat oh, for man. fucking Chris Yo, Tucker. That would be amazing. Oh, I would love that. I hadn't even thought of that one, but yeah, oh, that would be been fantastic. That motherfucker got a wand! Ah! <laughs> yeah, I'm like, hell yeah, Chris Tucker. Get that yeah. check, dog. Because then you could have gotten into a lighter uh, elements of the the action and gone. Because, and, yeah, we were talking, you know, rush hour, like the fight scenes when you're when they were fighting the elves. And the elves are obviously superior kung fu masters. And these are street cops. That are trying to fight them, we could have literally gone Chris Tucker in Rush Hour one when he didn't know Kung Fu and he's fighting all the Kung Fu people and getting his ass kicked and he's just kind of like throwing chairs and punching people and like he'll point a gun and the guy takes the gun away from him and he does it back and they keep going back and forth. If we could have done something like that if we've gotten like a Chris Tucker instead of and when Will he Smith. finally like grabbed the one, that would have been great because he actually like, oh shit, I got the one. I got the one. I got, I got the, the one. one. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> like that would have been that yeah, great. That would have been fantastic. I love that. Yeah, I actually think that would be a great idea because yeah. you know I had this thought as you were talking about one of the best ways to get serious points to actually set in with people, right? To really push a positive message through the racist world and stuff that we're building in this movie, right? Mm -hmm. That that sort of established. Mm. Ironically, is comedy. Comedy yeah. does a really good job of being able to be lighthearted, yet somehow still have very deep, dark elements and themes there, you know? Yeah. It really works. A good example of one that plays that line beautifully, I mean... He's not exactly a great actor, but it's a really good movie, which is Kindergarten Cop. Oh, yeah. yeah Kindergarten man. Cop. That's, that's you know, Mr. Arnold Schwarzenegger. That yep. movie has very dark themes throughout the early parts of the movie. Goes into this lighthearted fuckery that happens. And then at the end of the movie, we switch back to a sort of gritty action flick. Right? It does a really good job of that. And that is, I did not expect tonight to be making king, uh, kindergarten cops wow. as a reference. Wow. Who's your daddy? What does he do? Wow. <laughs> God, that'd be great. But yeah. yeah, so, you know, comedies can work that way. So yeah, I actually think, yeah, you know, I love Will Smith to death, but I think Chris Tucker would have been a better choice. Oh, that would have been a whole different that thing. That would have been a whole different You know movie. what? Make a, uh, what's his name, the orb? Uh, who? Uh, a boy from Friday. 
Oh, yeah. man, yo. That would have yeah. been hilarious. Yeah. Because he's Ice the Cube. serious one of the group Ice anyway. Cube. <laughs> yeah. Ice Cube? I mean, he, he was... <laughs> Ice Cube was uh wasn't he in uh Tank Girl? I don't know. Or who uh, no, was that was uh that was the other guy from Law and Order. That was uh, yeah. uh Sweet Ice uh, T. Yeah, Ice T. Yeah. Ice T. Yeah. Ice T Ice. <laughs> okay. That's that's why I was getting them confused. But yeah, yeah. they both got ice in them. That's a movie we're gonna have to review at some point. Which one? Tank Girl. Oh yeah. There's so much work's gonna be needed on that. I don't yeah. know, I kinda like Tank Girl. <laughs> I mean, I feel it's, you. Bro, man, see, Chris Tucker and Ice Cube, oh, man, I miss That would have been interesting because, you know, Ice, Ice Cube Ice is Cube's kind of Ice Cube's naturally already mean, too. Yeah, he's yeah. already got that sort of, like, he's always serious. Well, yeah. But his seriousness is what's the funny stuff about yeah. him. But, but we're going to have him the orc? Yeah. yeah. Or are we having Chris Tucker the orc? Because at this point, oh, man, I kind of no, you, go, you got to go Chris Tucker is the cop. You got to. Yeah, I, I see what to. you're saying. Like, I want to put him in a movie just for the hell of it at this point. Yeah. But I see what you're saying. Because Jacoby was kind of the the comedy one. Because he was, like, wet behind the ears noob. Mm. And so if we're going with Jacob, you know, the same thing, then Chris Tucker's the orc wet behind the ears with... Uh, they wouldn't be the same. Bro. Yeah, it, it wouldn't, wouldn't be the same. Yeah, no, it wouldn't I feel be you. the same. I, it, it, was a, it was a nice, lov- you know, lovely dream I was having. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I guess, you, you know, Chris Tucker would work if you went that route. Um, I don't know who you'd have play the orc then. Other the same than, guy. I mean, the, the same, same guy. guy. Play yeah, yeah, he did a pretty solid say. job, honestly. Yeah, he did a pretty good job, but I think that could work. Mm. Um, you know, because then it takes the pressure in a lot of ways off the movie. Because I think Will Smith is at this place of his career where he keeps trying to be considered a serious actor, but we don't want him to always be a serious actor. Don't get me wrong. Love mm. Pursuit of Happiness. You know, I love some of the other stuff he's done, right? The mm. Pursuit of Happiness and Nine Pounds are the only serious Will Smith movies that I like. Nine Pounds or Seven Pounds? I think it's called Nine Pounds. It's whatever. Mm. It's the whatever, how much the heart weighs. Yeah, something like that. But the... Then he went on and he did After Earth, which is supposed to be like a father son movie, and I've that never was the felt worst like movie. They they it's a father son movie played by an actual father and son, and I felt like these two weren't related at all. It was the worst movie ever. <laughs> hey, and Dad, I wouldn't even bad. try to reboot it. I mean, that's because he wanted his son to follow in his footsteps and be an actor like him. And I'm sorry, but old boy cannot act. He's not. Meant for it. No, nah. he was he was he sh- it was shitty in the reboot of. Uh, well, I saw him in Karate Kid. I got some Kid. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that movie sucks. He's he's terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I mean, I guess yeah. If you take Will Smith out of it, and I feel sad that that's where we've come at this point in a lot of ways. I don't like, want to do it to him. I love Will. Smith. Yeah, I know. I love Will Smith. I wanted to be Will Smith when I was older. You know, getting older and whatnot. I wanted that kind of. The the wit, the charm, the you know, the what what word am I looking for here? Swag. The swag. Yes, yeah, I wanted all sure. of that. Mm. And the when he got old, it was like he fucking became a robot, and now he's just you know he's trying to get out of entanglement. <laughs> Well, <laughs> just just watching him become the biggest cuck in the world just makes me sad. Like I am, cr- I I cry for him, bro. That was the worst day in history when I figured out he got an entanglement. <laughs> that, shit, that shit was rough, yeah, buddy. I mean that that was crazy because everybody's like, "Oh, Will Smith's gonna do the red table," and they were like, "Oh, <laughs> y'all didn't know." You just, you, your wife was like, "Yeah, I fucked another guy." Who you was just half dealing. my age. Yeah. You just have to deal with it, bitch. I, I like it was how like no nah, man. Nah, ass. I like how Will Smith like entanglement. You mean relationship? Now nah, we had an entanglement. Will Smith face just like, bro, come on, dog. <laughs> come on, man. God. All right. Anyways, back to first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're getting a little sidetracked now. We're, we are not looking at Will Smith. My fault. The broken Will. man. I love you, Will. <laughs> you know. We love you, Will. We love you, but at the same time, you weren't good for this movie as serious Smith. And honestly, if he had gone more Wild West, Men in Black, he could have worked. Worked it, it out. Worked. Yeah, worked it out, yeah. But he just doesn't want to be that actor anymore, mm-hmm. which is why I, I'm suggesting Chris Tucker or... Uh, Don't you say Kevin Hart. 
No, so, fuck no. That's what I'm talking about. That's the right answer. Okay, I, cool. We're all on the same page. I'm not, I, no, I'm not <laughs> doing Kevin Hart. Don't get me wrong. I think Kevin Hart's pretty funny at times. He's funny at times. But I feel like we're oversaturated with Kevin Hart these mm. days. Like, Kevin Hart is, you know, don't get me wrong. He hustles for sure. Yeah, for but sure. bro is in everything. Like, if I they don't... need a short black guy in a film that has any kind of comedy elements, they're like, Chris Hart. I just don't want a movie where he's like always getting shot at. He's like ah 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 the whole time. I don't want that, bro. I really don't. Also, he's. I, I feel like he's too short to be a cop. Like that orc would have taken. Mean? That orc would have taken Ow, his head like, off with that you, shotgun. Prejudice against short people. Wow, what you got bro. To say, man. Listen, no, that's heightus though. Listen, what are you talking can't about? be police. <laughs> listen wow. here. I thought Kevin's. You... If if Kevin Hart had been the fucking cop. When that orc went out the door, he would have shot Kevin Hart in the face because he couldn't aim for anything else at that height. It would have been, it would have been head gone, shoulders gone, torso gone, and there would have been little stubby knees and legs left. Eight oh, eight oh. If he survived that, hey, that's a tough cop, dog. Yeah, but I just don't see Kevin Hart yeah, as a cop. Yeah, Kevin Hart either because, like, no one is intimidated by Kevin no! Hart. Look at you this short not, motherfucker. Kevin Hart could not play him, a man. serious, cop, you know, veteran Look cop it. who's supposed to be, like, it's real tough. <laughs> Poison in the wheelchair would have kicked his ass. <laughs> and it would have been the funniest thing. Like, he would just come out with, like, a fucking, like, cane or something and beat his ass while sitting hey, you in remember when uh, the orcs jumped Will Spiff? Imagine that being Kevin Hart in that situation. He would make it, bro. He would just be like, ah, 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 <laughs> ah why ah, you gotta do this? Help, ah. help me. Yeah. I'm a grown-ass man. Are you, though, dog? <laughs> are you? <laughs> are, are you? Are you sure you're not a dwarf in this world? See, now I gotta beat you up for lying to me. You ain't grown. <laughs> We just hey, look, in my heart for like two minutes. <laughs> hey, look, it's a half link. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> are you, you are a child. You're a child. <laughs> mm, yeah, terrible. Man. Speaking right. of speaking of children, I, I do want to talk about one more thing though. Okay, that was um, a weird angle. Uh, hold on, wait. Let me let me fix that. Uh, so little children orcs, right? They do a little kid to pick up the truck. I'm still upset by the fact that Jacoby didn't like put in work with his strength. Well, see, that was an argument we were having before we started recording. Is I thought that was symbolizing that all orcs are, you know, innately strong, supernaturally, superhero-sized strength, naturally. Which Mm. would make sense because they were the race picked by the Dark Lord, and it took all the other races to band together to stop them, Mm. right? That makes sense. Now, you know, Robert was pointing out that they... You know, it could be, you know, they work out and it's more variant like humans and stuff. Mm. But I don't think that's how it would have been. I think the point of showing that kid being able to pick up a car like it was to show no, that. No, it wasn't the kid. It was a guy that picked up the car and then the kid got the soccer ball from underneath I the car. I could have sworn it was a child picking no. up the truck. Well, even so, I think it oh, was okay. supposed to symbolize the orc's natural strength. Yeah. Oh. So you mean, you mean to tell me Jacoby couldn't rip down that fence when he had to? To say Will Smith. I mean, he kind of does because we have him standing at it, and then later on he comes walking through. So obviously he had to have done it. Okay, I'm about to say like Jacoby, if you don't rip that motherfucking fence, you're gonna be so mad. Yeah. All the old muscles, you can't use them, bro. What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's? I mean, what's he really on? was not a muscular. He was. Orc. A, he he intimidated me. He was a little bit. Like I wouldn't fight Jacoby. Him to speak up. Oh, mm-hmm. you good? Can you hear me now? I mean, not when you talk like that. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, there you go. Cool. I'm just letting you know you were talking a little low. Oh, my fault. You're getting that mumble. I'm sorry. Are you I... a mumble rapper? Don't do that to me. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> oh, so you you Takashi now. Oh, I will hurt you, Robert. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> I don't snitch on fools. Actually, I'm just kidding. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Let's not. Yo, cops, we got we got one. Hey, I got him. Mm. Got, got him during the podcast. Yeah, Good this word. ain't this ain't a podcast. This is all going straight to the police. God damn, I knew it. I knew y'all set me set up. up. It was a it. set up. Two damn. white guys and black guy. What do you think was about that? God damn it, no. Well, this well, episode's screwed now. Welcome to the podcast, baby. Yeah, I'm in a hot seat. God damn. 
<laughs> Listen, we're talking about racism. We gotta put a racist joke in there. We're just like, I'm gonna edit it out. <laughs> yeah, it's gonna edit out. It's perfectly fine. Wait, Ron's is the editor? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's like, no. Nope. <laughs> Leave that one in. Thanks yes. for cancer culture gets them. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Very cool. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, man. Bright was... It wasn't bad. It wasn't good. But it wasn't terrible. Okay. So we, uh, so what we understand is that we needed Chris Tucker... Yes. Yes. We need to have made it more buddy cop. Yes. Kind of thing. I agree. Left in the racist elements, but actually properly done in a way that reflected racism, true racism, mm. not perpetuating stereotypes. Yeah. Right. Would you have left in the the one? No, I will save that for a sequel. I I think we could have hinted at things Toward, of the one. Yeah. Or we could have gone, the one was there, but take out the elf villain angle and made it the whole city going after them because of the one and the police going after them, right? And made it sort of them running around the city, right? And But also dealing with all the other stuff. I think that could have worked if you had made it the police in the streets against them and not the third element of the elves. But how would right? it end, though? Huh? How would it end? Did they have to, like, kill the whole city and the cops? No, they would eventually get to the feds. Okay. But that's when we flip the switch and find out, hey, the feds were in on it all along with the elves. Mm. And that would set up your sequel where you would start to deal with the elements of the wand. Mm. There you go. Yeah, now you give a plot twist. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, because this movie didn't give any plot twists. It just went straight it, home. It just, everything was already clear cut. Hey, mm -hmm. these are all our villains and you got to live. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, the only thing that was semi-plot twist, though, it kind of felt uh, cliche, and even, you know, Deb was screaming the whole time. Mm. I mean, is this Orc Jesus? Yeah, bro, I, man, can I, can I react to it genuinely? Yeah. Bet. So, like, <laughs> I'm like, cool, man, Jacoby's dead, you know what I'm saying? Now, that's a noble sacrifice. That's, that's what's up, you know what I'm saying? The next thing you know, the elf chick, what's her name? Tika? Mm -hmm. Tika. Cool, I, I got her name right the first time. Tika was like... <laughs> Uh, Vagarian Leviosa, and then <laughs> and then fucking Jacoby's like, yo, what up? I risen. I'm here. What's good? And then all the orcs are, oh shit, it's Orc Jesus. And I'm just like, okay. That's my reaction. That may be the my favorite two minutes of this entire podcast so far. <laughs> I'm not even gonna lie. I was like, I need more of this in my life. Just him to just run through his thought process in those moments of like, mm, bet. Like, just... Uh. He's like, I live for this shit. Alright, so, let's start from the beginning. Do we? Ch how far do we let the current movie go as it is before we start changing things? I say like because we, we liked the first act. Like the first forty minutes was straight. There, I think the only things that I would change in the first act, right? Take out the fairy scene. Yeah, yeah that was, take that out was the stupid. weird neighbors that had no thing to do with the entire plot. Yeah, right? we never established that. Yeah. Um, also, I would have made it where his wife had some sort of characteristic to herself, something other than bland. She is the most like. Copy and paste it character. She's yeah. a nurse and that's all she is. Yeah, and every, even yep. the way she's doing conversations to him felt like like someone in their first year of a soap opera and not, you know, a, a someone who's established. And maybe the actress is a good actress. Dude, it just have felt you, like she didn't. She uh, has been in so much shit. She was in Crash. I thought you said crack for a minute. I'm like, no. Damn. She was in Crash. She was the uh, cop lady in Crash. Then I don't know if she was just written poorly. She, or she, she was written poorly. She probably. didn't get enough. She didn't get any screen time whatsoever. The, like, literally, we see her in three scenes when he, uh, Ward is getting ready for work and she's talking to him about working at the uh, as a nurse and how there's more stabbings and shit and getting rid of the ferry. Then we see her. When Ward calls her and says, get out of town now. Right? Mm -hmm. Right after he shoots the cops. And then we see her at the very end of the movie with standing in the crowd at this reward ceremony. Three times we see her. She only gets a speaking role in 
At one. One of no, she gets she gets to say why in oh, the yeah, second yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. But really, that's all she gets. Okay. Well, then I have a way to fix that, right? Mm-hmm. Let's have it since. Will Smith or Chris Tucker, whoever we're putting in this role, right? If we stuck with Will Smith, right? Just for argument's sake. Yeah. Right? If we left him in, then I would have had it where since Will Smith is playing sort of a a, a bigot cop, right? He's just there for his pension. He doesn't really care about the orcs, right? Have her be the opposite, the sort of voice of reason. Like, he's complaining about how he's having to deal with this orc partner who's going to get him killed. He already got me shot you know, a few weeks ago, right? Perpetrate that sort of mentality and have it where she's the one who keeps reassuring him, you know, you know that orcs are not bad people. You know, maybe there's some good in him. You know, give him a chance, right? Let her be the opposite voice in his life. So she like she uh, gives, then she has some sort of, you know, point of her being there beyond he needed a wife in the story. She's like the Aunt Jill in the group. Like, she basically like tell you, like, hey, you know, all orcs ain't bad and shit like that. Basically what you just said. Yeah. Cool. I agree with that. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm saying. It's like having it where she's like his voice of reason and everything. You know, because when he goes to the police department, he's not going to hear it. When he, you know, when he's out in the streets, he's dealing with all the, the craziness of the gangs, right? Let yeah. her be that voice of reason and everything. And that makes him when, especially when her daughter makes comments about the orcs and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. He has to remind himself about what he's teaching her. Like, I love that scene. Yeah. Of, of him having to sort of break down and get past his own racist bias mm -hmm. because he doesn't want to teach his child that. That mm -hmm. actually was a really That was cool actually scene. really smart. Yeah, that, that was, was actually a really good, good scene and everything. So I like that. That changed the way she's approached as a, as a character. Getting rid of the fairy lives uh, don't matter. Mm. Um, take those out, or or change that and take that out. I think the first act is perfect from then on out. Yeah, right. We right. set it up. We set up the cops who don't like the orc. We set up where they want him to sort of snitch on him or screw him over. Right. Let that all be within your first act, and you're you're good. Yeah. On first act, right there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Then go into the second act. Have it where you know. Things go bad, and the corrupt cops get a hold of the wand, right? From there, you can get into that stuff, right? But make it one. I wouldn't have him where he killed all the cops, right? I'd have it where he escapes by the, you know, skin of his teeth, right? They end yeah. up in a shootout and everything. Um, I don't even know if I'd have Tika with him. I would just have them and the wand. I honestly think Tika should be taken out in the movie entirely. Yeah, because she really doesn't do much. She just no. flips and gets so scared a lot. make it where it's like, you know... They, he ends up having to stand up for the orc against his own police department mm -hmm. because he knows what they're asking him to do is wrong, right? Mm -hmm. Leave all the other stuff in it, but don't, one, I wouldn't kill all of them because then you get throw away all these interesting characters early into the second act, right? How about where now you have the police coming after him, he's, so he's got the whole police force after him, mm -hmm. have it where the gangs find out that there's a wand in the area, right? Mm -hmm. So now you've got the gangs on it, you got the orcs that are coming after them. Like, have it where the whole city goes mad for a single night, mm -hmm. and now you really push into sort of that buddy cop racing around the city trying to survive, getting fucked up. I mean, they need to be fucked up like John McClane in the Katomi Tower, right? Mm -hmm. I need some real fucked up shit happening yeah. to them, right? I want it not to be... I don't care if, like, the cinematic scenes. I want it to be, like, you driving down it and get smashed by an Escalade. You can also take the Dark Lord out of it, too. I mean, the Dark Lord wasn't really well, in the see, movie. See, that's what I'm saying. You take out the elves and all that and leave yeah. that for a plot twist at the end. Yeah, like, like a sequel. And make it just, uh, you know, the city and mm -hmm. the police. Make it everyone is against them. And all they know is the only people that seem to be for them are the feds. So the entire movie is them trying yeah, to make it out cause, alive. Because everybody else thinking, oh, it's a one. I can do anything I want with it. Whereas in reality, it's a sinister purpose for it, but nobody knows that. Yeah, yet. because leave the wand is sort of the you know, and I hate I don't usually like the practice, but in this instance, as sort of the the ultimate MacGyver or you know MacGuffin, Mac MacGuffin excuse me, MacGuffin, an egg McMuffin, please, <laughs> and it sure ain't McLovin. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> excuse me, Damn. McGuffin. 
<laughs> right? I'm okay with that because it gives a point for everybody to be chasing around each other. Yeah. It's almost like a, a briefcase full of cash mm. to everybody else, right? It should have that sort of feel. Like, everybody is after it because they get it. They get everything, right? You they know, rule the city. You yeah. know, we were talking right before we started recording, and we had we were talking about Pulp Fiction. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what Pulp Fiction fucking did. We should make this movie into fucking Pulp Fiction, Pulp Fiction with, with, with orcs and elves. That'd be sick. That's what this movie should have been. Oh, so I Chris Tucker will be Jules? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, we, man. We Yo. Have, we've completely... Listen. I don't want to know what his quotes from his Bible is going to be because they sure ain't going to be that way. <laughs> you got knocked the fuck out. That's what's going to be a quote in his Bible, bro. Uh-huh. That would be amazing. Do that. But Pulp Fiction. Right I mean, basically, right that's sort of what you're going with. Just keep out the twists. Yeah, Nobody just the wants twist. that scene. I'm sorry. That's yeah. the only part of Pulp Fiction yeah, don't, that don't I do cannot that stand yeah. is the John Travolta, uh, uh, Uma Thurman date yeah. section of the movie. That's yeah. the only part of that movie I really disliked. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But yeah, that's what we would. That's what we would do for this movie. We would deal with the racism and stuff, but we would by maybe having it where like, you know, the orcs are the ones that end up kind of helping them. Mm-hmm. Right. They kind mm-hmm. of because of the shit that he's doing, you know. Jacoby, the only people get, that are actually allies for him are the orcs. Yeah, because, because they're mm-hmm. they're the ones that are tired of being treated like shit. They're tired of being associated with the Dark Lord bullshit. It's mm-hmm. been two thousand years. People, grow the fuck up. Yeah, right. And so when this one comes into th- thing and they're and the city's under attack from humans and elves and corrupt cops and shit like that, who do you turn to? The fucking villains of the story, or in this case, the orcs, and then we start showing the orcs as not the evil creatures, not the bad guys, but instead we show them as the humans or the the humane creatures that they should be treated. Yeah, right. And that way, and that we'll, changes. Yeah, and that yeah. changes Ward's opinions of not just Jacoby. But orcs in general. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, he spends the first part of the movie, you know, basically, like, there's this one scene where they're watching orcs get beaten. And he looks at Jacoby and is like, while this shit's happening, and looks at him and says, you know, are you an orc first or a cop first? Which is the same as as a white and a black cop watching black people getting their asses kicked by cops. And then that white cop looking at the black cop going, are you a black man or are you a cop? Yeah, that's and we never actually changed that perspective. At the end of the movie, he's still technically that guy. Yeah. He just has more respect for one orc. If we make it where it's the the orcs of the city are the ones that are helping them, you know, because they hear that Jacoby is on his warrior quest, his blooded quest, mm-hmm. right? The word gets around this unblooded in the cops is now being hunted by the cops. He is now trying to get a wand out of the city. We need to help him. That would be dope. He becomes blooded through his actions of of trying to help. The orcs start to help in their little ways. And then, boom, you're dealing with it. So it's not just a, hey, it's he's the one of the good ones. No, it's a fucking whole culture is good. You just didn't see it because your racist eyes kept you from seeing it as a cop. I think like that scene where they were like beating the shit out of Jacoby and Will and Tika. Well, Tika didn't get beat up, but I know Will did. He got his ass whooped. But you know, they were like basically kind of. That should have been like a test to see if like Jacoby was like one of them for real. Mm-hmm. And like he was like, see, you didn't fold, you didn't break, shit. You kind of blooded for real. Like you out here defending yourself and shit. And it's like, I guess you one of us yeah, for real. You could have spent that differently, where instead of them. Going ahead and killing him at that point, anyways. Yeah. At that point, showing that he was not willing to fold, not willing to give in, no yeah. matter what. That's some willing orc to shit. sacrifice himself makes them realize that he's more orc than they thought. He's yeah. not just, you know, he's not round tooth as they yeah. were calling him and all this kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's a real that, orc. That he is a real orc yeah. and everything. That he would have been blooded. And they're like, we're gonna help you on your quest. Cause we respect. Well, I wouldn't even blood him at that point. I would just have them understand. Okay. You're definitely not, you know, 
But have them at the end get blooded. Yeah, like, at the yeah. end, I love that at the end, yeah. for sure. Keep that stuff in it. Mm. Because remember, the, as it's stated throughout the movie, to be blooded, you have to do an act of bravery. You have to basically give some ultimate act of bravery mm. to be blooded. So they would still let him go. He wouldn't be blooded, but the orcs would now start to understand understand him and slowly gain respect for him, mm. making them willing to now assist him in getting out. Because, I mean, no one likes them anyways. Mm. So if everybody's coming after you, well, fuck it. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, let them come. Mm. We got your back. Mm. Right? And it helps to bridge the gap also between uh, the orc uh, cop and his orc people, because they make the point of saying he was raised by humans, right? So he sort of has a disconnect from his own culture and wanting to and wanting to be a part of that culture, but not of that culture, right? See, this movie has so many like opportunities to show different aspects of like black culture for real. Cause you do have some black folks that's like not really in tune with the culture like that, and like Jacoby could have been the perfect allegory for that. You know what I'm saying? And then, like, the orcs, like, they, like, you know, black folks, you know what I'm saying, like, the hood and shit. But Jacoby ain't, like, he ain't about it like that. But since Jacoby show a heart, like a like a hood black dude would, or a hood work, they're like, yeah, we respect you. You about as orc as me, for real, for real. And then it's like, you know, that's the disconnect from, like, the proper orc to the hood work. Not to mention the sort of having it where the leader of, this, of the orcs gang or whatever, son... Mm-hmm. Mm. Ends up telling his father, "Hey, hey he saved this me. man saved me," and that would right? be some respect, and that right would there. make him change his mind too. Instead of mm. him going, "Son, just leave," yeah, you right, are, and then I'm and going ahead and killing him regardless, mm. even though you just made comments about how he, you saved my son because you, yeah, wait, you yeah. saved my son, yeah, that was you. She, I got you. Yeah, like you know, yeah. that's all you had to say. That like, would <laughs> make it where it's because of the act. That technically got Will Smith, his partner hurt, mm. actually sets up for something more. Because really, if you think about it, when the kid tells his father, his orc father, that he saved him, that should have been a payoff mm. from an Act One event, right? The opening mm. scenes has it where Will Smith gets shot and the orc gets away, right? Mm. And then have it where you know we explain later, like the movie did, right? Mm-hmm. That it was just it wasn't the same orc; it was an orc kid. Mm-hmm. Let them that actually pay off in that moment. Mm-hmm. That after right? kindness paid off in there. That at the end of the day, yeah. because he knows he can smell the difference, mm-hmm. he doesn't just fall in line with the other people. He does what's right for the orcs as well as right for everybody, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes him you know even better. Because like, like in, in the hood, loyalty is everything. And, like, that would have been the perfect, like, representation of that. Like, you saved my son out of loyalty and respect. I got to help you. Like, and that's that, just fair. And that's where we would get into the orcs actually helping them, mm-hmm. right, is from that scene. You know, because then they'd be like, oh, it's not a bunch of dirty cops with a wand. Mm-hmm. It's two good guys mm-hmm. in the, about getting hunted down by cops, getting hunted down by mm-hmm. elves, getting mm-hmm. hunted down by gang members. You know, and it works too. And and we yeah. we can either continue the prejudice thought process that you know put us in the process of hey we're now uh, you know the or the overlord or dark lords you know bitches yeah or we can help them get this wand someplace safe help them on their epic quest and break that cycle and be and you know. Not only that, but, like, the orcs also don't like the elves either, and the cops, so they're like, shit, yeah, we got you, because we don't like them either. So now that we've covered Act 1, I would say that's pretty much Act 2, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. What do we do with Act 3? Because I have an idea. I have an idea that I've been stewing up right here, right? Okay. And it's a little cliche, but now that we have the orcs on their side, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What if we did basically the ultimate comedic shootout, right? Everybody piles on them. The police, the other gangs, you know, everybody comes in, and now it's sort of like okay corral comedy style. I was mm. just about to to uh, suggest something like that. Basically, uh, the police get word of, hey, they're here. The evil elves get word, hey, they're here. The gang members get word. Hey, they're here, mm. and the feds hear it. Then 
when all of this shit goes down, right, it becomes this shootout, craziness, everybody doesn't know who's on whose side, <laughs> and it becomes like this, almost a battle royale. It's like Fortnite. Yeah, it's like Fortnite for the wand, and like, everybody's flipping the wand around, people are getting dusted if they grab the wrong, the wand and they're not bright. It's in-game, but with like... Everything else. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We just That's have wild. one giant in-game moment. It's basically fumble the nuclear football. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And hey, don't touch the one, but like you got gloves on? Shit, I guess you can. <laughs> yeah. And then at the end of it is when the feds get into it. Basically, there's not a lot of people left. Yeah. Either everybody's been dusted for grabbing the wand or mm. shot or killed by elven assassins and gang mm. members. Like, I, I would literally love to watch Poison take out one of the elves like the assassin elves like dude in a wheelchair is like strolling through <laughs> like somebody's about to, like jacoby's about to get killed by one of the uh the elves and all of a sudden bam head shot off and he looks over and it's fucking poison poison with like a gun turret connected to his uh fucking wheelchair like <laughs> all right you where's the wand i ain't got it Motherfucker! And like he rolls one other off. funny thing to, to Poison, right, since we've now established Poison's in there, I want Poison to take that baseball bat, knock someone's kneecaps, off, you know, right? <laughs> Bring them to the ground and then run them the fuck over. Like, his wheelchair over someone's head. I Jesus want Christ! Great head moment. Jesus Christ, Poison. dude. Okay? No, he takes out the dude's knees and he goes, I'll see you, at, I'll see you on the streets. In the or uh, I'll I'll race you in the streets later. That's, yeah, that's like wild. Some, like, that. like like I feel like those wild. moments have been funny because you turn it into this massive, like you said, like Fortnite. Mm. Okay, corral this sort of ultimate over the top spectacle mm. battle epic ending because then it actually has you know it it there's more to it. Mm. It's a know? little lighthearted, but it's also funny. But that's fine because I think the movie would be better as more of a buddy cop movie. I think it would have been. A lot better if you took away some of those serious elements and went with something else. Yeah, because the whole film tried to be too, you know, hardcore. But there was times where I, like, I really wish they had more comedy to that shit, though. Yeah, because it kept, like, especially the ending. Coffee and Cream. That was the movie I was thinking about where at the end, remember, it's the shootout between the police and the gang members and then coffee and cream oh, yeah that is a movie that did that well yeah that yes. is a great movie and you it was a, that, you gotta watch it yeah Where? it's 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 a comedy thing because everybody like grenades are getting thrown off by a guy that should never have had a grenade in his hand in the first place like it would literally just end in that kind of fashion where it's just this this over-the-top bloodbath of craziness over the MacGuffin, and then and at the end you know this is the moment where uh, uh, Jacoby gets blooded, mm -hmm. right? And the orcs stand up behind him for real. Uh, and we'd find out Will's the is the bright, mm. or Ward's the bright. Mm -hmm. And then the while all this is happening, here comes the uh, feds swarming in with helicopters and SWAT and shit. Shutting that and shit they, down. And they shut the whole thing down, like the, the one cheap cop chief that's mm. that's dirty is like yo we're trying to stop we got we're trying to get the situation handled here and the fed is just like listen this is out of your jurisdiction sit your ass down right and then they bust in there right as it's like nothing but the orcs and uh ward and them yeah have them where they're all broken up they're all bloody they're all messed up and they look yep. and they're like, oh, thank God. Oh, it's the feds. Oh, thank God. Feds are here. Like, I never shit. thought I would say this, but I'm yeah. glad to see a feds. Yeah, like some <laughs> shit like that, right? And then have it where they finally give the one, and then I would have the guy, like, put it in a case or something, right? Mm -hmm. Looks at him and goes, the Dark Lord thanks you for your service. Motherfucker. Like, like that be the thing, and then black screen. Mm-hmm. Damn, that'd be sick. Like, at the end of it all, after everything they went through, at the very end, you have it where the they give the wand to the feds. I wouldn't even do that. I would literally have it where they the feds get the wand, right? And then we do the whole thing where Jacoby and them get our, you know, give them rewards for being good and whatnot, and 
the mayor gives some damn speech about cleaning up the corruption and hold on, hold on, whatnot. Hold on. I like the fact you said, hey, here's an award for being good. Yeah. You've been a good boy. Here's an award. <laughs> good boy. Yeah. But then at the end of it, right, the police, you know, that's when we get, like, the federal guys talking on the phones like, yeah, we got it. The dark, the dark Lord will be will rise soon, yeah. right? And then leave that as bright too, bright too, where we go off of, you know. Or you gotta call it too bright, too bright, <laughs> too bright. <laughs> you know, you gotta be a little catchy with the names. Yeah, for sure. But all I, in I all, can see though, that working. But all in all, though, the movie was straight. I liked it. It was alright. It's it's alright. It just it didn't know what to. It changed its tone of what it wanted to be. In the beginning of the movie, it wants to be a movie about racism and, and whatnot. And then the second and third act are, let's just be The the Purge 2. Yeah, Purge 2.0. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Fantasy Purge. Yeah. So. Yeah, man. That's solid. I, I like that rewrite. Yeah, it, it, like I said, it's not bad overall. Um, you know, I, I think if with the changes that we've done, the rewrites, I think it, if you went more comedy, buddy cop, mm-hmm. uh, you know, changed the wife's character up a bit, um, then, made it more of this sort of, you know, gung-ho, you know, thing, it works out better. I think this would definitely be a much better, uh, movie overall. And then people would have loved it. Yeah. Imagine that kind of movie. Overall, that would have been a fucking smash hit for Netflix, you know, mm-hmm. two, three years ago. Mm-hmm. People would still be talking about this movie. Yeah. Hell, they would have definitely been sequels. Hey, you oh, remember yeah. when Chris Tucker tried to get a wand? Man, that shit wild. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he screamed for Garmin Leviosa. That, that was wild as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would have worked. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's how we would uh, rewrite it, slash kind of rebooting it at the same time. Yeah. In a weird way. A lot of these movies end up being that way. We kind of blur the line a lot with these. There aren't no... It's really hard to clear-cut them. Sometimes. Yeah. I mean, this one... It really... Since the only actor we're replacing is Will Smith for Chris Tucker, I think it's still a rewrite. Yeah. Yeah. Or you leave Will Smith in there. I think you can go either way and be fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As long as Will Smith goes M-M-O, you know, Men in Black Will Smith. Yeah. Yeah. Then we're fine. Yeah. While while West Will Smith, fine, mm-hmm. perfect. That works then, mm-hmm. right? That's fine. But either way, it would work. Yeah. All right. Um. Any final thoughts? Uh, I'm glad y'all had me on the show. This yeah. Is fun. Uh, uh, yeah. We appreciate you coming on. We've been wanting to get another person on. Um. We were hoping to have more than two mics to do this. Yeah. Uh. Unfortunately, Daddy Trump didn't. Uh. Give us our check this month, so Daddy Trump. You know. He said Daddy <laughs> Trump. Listen, that, that's that's not my father, okay? Listen, uh, I actually, don't know who my father is. Ac- so. Actually, Richie, I wanna tell you so much that I glad you call me daddy. You know, I love you like my own son. Ask anyone, all right? Ask anyone. I have a lot of sons. Alright. Also fuck Jana. Uh yeah, okay. Real time. <laughs> I'm almost a little disturbed by that. That how was that, that was, was way too good. Thank you. <laughs> that was way too good. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for coming on. No problem. Um, this has been a fun episode. Yeah. Um, before we go though, that was good. Um, there is one thing I do want to announce. Oh no! Um, last episode we talked about how we were thinking about starting a Patreon. Yeah. Right? We were considering yeah. it. We were looking into it. Yeah. And uh, so we have. Um, our Patreon is officially live. Hey. Uh, you can find it on, you know, patreon.com slash rewrites and reboots. Hey. Um, and it is live. Uh, if you give me just a moment, I will quickly go through some of the, um, you know, tiers. Just so that people get an idea. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at first tier, you know, for a dollar, you get a shout out. You also get known as a screenwriter. You're considered a screenwriter for the show. Right? For five dollars, you're a cinematographer. You get a shout out and you get a three day early access to episodes. I like so that. you get the next episode three days before other people do. Hey. Alright? At ten dollars a month, 
you'd be considered a director, right? You sit in the director's chair. And for that, you would get early access, shout out, as well as um, bonus content of future um, Patreon exclusive episodes that we are working on. Some featurettes of things that, um, you know, don't fit in the show format that we're doing. But we would love to do more behind the scenes, further looks into movies and things of that nature. All right. And then the final one, which is where you are in the big chair altogether, is for $20 a month, you are an executive producer. Hey, let's go. You get to have everything that the other tiers do, too, but you also get to vote in exclusive polls on future episode movies. Hey. So you'll get the power to decide what we do next. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So if you uh, want to support us, I mean... Even if it's just a dollar, man, we appreciate it. Um, it would help us out. Um, like I said, since Daddy Trump didn't drop us that check, <laughs> uh, we Trump. really kind of need it um, so that we can expand into um, more stuff. I even have a goal set up there of $600 uh, so that we can afford a better soundboard that allows for multiple mics mm. and to be able to purchase a third or fourth mic and be able to do um, more people and... and you know, better quality shows. Mm. So uh, if you've been enjoying this so far, um, <coughs> excuse me, if you've been enjoying our episodes and you want to show your support, um, you know, please, uh, you know, of course, follow us on our Facebook page. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, we're on Spotify, Google Podcasts, pretty much anywhere that you can get your podcasts, um, you know, where you listen to your podcasts. But yeah, also make sure, if you know, if you want to, you know, if you're feeling generous, please, uh, please, please be a Patreon uh, member. We'd yeah. really appreciate it. Hey, man, they've been working really hard, and, like, the show's actually pretty lit, so. Yeah, yeah. We, have, uh, we have bigger and better things coming. There's a lot of other movies we're planning to tackle. Um, this was one that uh, really was sort of Devin's pick in a lot of ways. I told him <laughs> we were yeah. the movie we were considering, and Devin's first response was, oh, yeah, I got a lot to say about this movie. Oh, yeah, man. This so is I was like, lot. okay, yeah. we definitely got to bring him on for this. See, like, I thought I was going to have to get drunk, but then I realized, no, nah, I'm actually, I can be sober watching this. Yeah, it's not that bad of a movie. It's yeah. just, it it doesn't know what it is halfway through. And that's... No, if he had watched Double Dragon, he'd wish he Oh, God. Man, no, I got the best movie y'all can watch. Y'all gonna have to just, like, completely rewrite the entire movie. You know what it is? Mm-mm. Samurai Cop. Why? The yep. name alone makes me go, no. <laughs> the movie is a no. <laughs> it's like The Loss of Pasture. Nah, man, that movie is a fucking Oscar-worthy nomination compared to Samurai Cop. Deadass. Samurai Cop. You've seen Velocipaster? No. It just sounds terrible. <laughs> but Samurai Cop is pretty bad. Mm. What is for... What is... What is what's, what's the name? Velocipaster? What is that? Oh. You have not heard of Velocipaster. We will tell you that when this... When we quit recording. Oh, I'm no. We're going to find it before we oh, stop I'm recording. I'm so scared. Oh, I don't think in. I should have said that, yo. Yeah, we are definitely going to find oh, that. It is man. definitely on my phone somewhere. Oh, no. I fucked up. Uh-huh. Hold oh, on, no. audience. We're going to find that. Oh, no. And we're going to break down what the pasture is. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm scared, dude. Oh, man. But, like, for real, though, Seminar Cop is uh, it's pretty terrible. But it's one of those movies that's so bad, it's good. Found it. All right. Oh, no. I knew I had this on my, on my uh, phone. All right. So he has it bookmarked. Damn, yeah. that's how you know. All right. The Velocipasture. Okay. After losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, a prostitute convinces him to use <laughs> it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> was it bad that I kind of want to watch it? <laughs> I kind of want to know what it's about. Yeah, this movie came out in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> so, this isn't even an old movie. This yo, is straight up. You know, someone got to get high and say, like, yo, let's make a movie oh, this about is a definitely dinosaur. A high this, is, this is from the minds that brought you... Uh, Sharknado, <laughs> oh, no. or the same the same amount of highness. <laughs> like yeah. yo, 
I got this amazing movie idea. Lay it on me. Okay, so this is Velociraptor, right? But it's a priest. And it is a prostitute. Like, say no more. Let's make that shit. <laughs> yeah. Say less. All right. So before we go, you want to shout out any of your stuff? Oh, yeah. Uh, I made music. And I also have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so professional. Well yeah. done, sir. Yeah. So, you know, I have a podcast called Land Media Podcast. Hey, let's go. And, like, I also made music. You know, lame game. And my YouTube channel is Dev, D-E-V, spaces in between. Yeah, that's my shout out. All right. By the way, my music slaps, so you should really, like, listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Everybody says their music slaps, but it actually does. Yeah, my music actually is pretty good. Like, I got shouted out by a YouTuber, so that was pretty cool. I was eating, like, ramen. Now I realize, oh, shit, he shouted me out, and I almost choked on my ramen. I don't know why, and this is a horrible thought I had. But... Oh my god, that's scared me. <laughs> but uh, what right. was Whitney Houston's uh, uh, <laughs> name? Bobby? Bobby? My brain, when he says, yeah, my music slapped, and I said, yeah, kind of like Bobby with Whitney Houston. No! <laughs> I was going to be worse to be like Ike Turner. <laughs> oh yeah, it was Ike Turner, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was Ike Turner. Yeah. But Bobby's also pretty bad, too, though. Mm. So I do apologize, audience, for that one. <laughs> All right, guys. I thought my racist joke was bad. Oh, my God. I mean, a light domestic violence is, you know. (laughs) By the way, I just want to let you guys know I'm innocent in all of this. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks so much for watching. For listening. Excuse me. Back in the basement now. Oh, my God. No. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) All right. I'm in this. This is just getting weird at this point. Y'all have a great night. All right. Peace. Peace.